Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. It is 1235 at Edmonton, and this is Oilers Now. We're guests on the show receive gift certificates from Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris is open for takeout and delivery through DoorDash. Maggie Taylor and Chef Eltoff will take care of you at Roos Chris. Open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until 10 p.m. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Interesting weekend at the Kentucky Derby this week. Keep me in mind. Uh, trained by Robertino Diodaro. Uh, Alberta-based trailer ends up in seventh place um, in the Kentucky Derby. Anytime you're going to the Kentucky Derby as a trainer, that's probably uh, a pretty impressive thing. I don't know if he's quite in the Bob Baffert range. I think he's up around seven uh, Derby winners as a result of what occurred on um Saturday. All right, lots to get to. Uh, we're, speaking of horse racing, we're going to bring in Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. The horses remain in training. They continue the utmost in care. Stay safe, and we'll see you at the races when it's safe to do so. Spec, uh, not surprisingly, not surprisingly, uh, welcome back to the show, first of all. I just want to bang off a couple of texts here. A lot of people have a lot to say about what happened last night. We'll get to the orders. We talk about the orders every week. We've got to talk about this incident last night with Tom Wilson. Uh, this texter says on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, what Tom Wilson did to Buchnevich was worse than Panarin and suspendable for the season. He pile drives and drove his face in the ice and then punched the back of the head when his face was on the ice. The reaction to the scrum and Panarin wasn't the best, but I could see that part only being part of the fine. I'd like to get everybody's thoughts. You can, is this a generational thing? If you're in your 50s, you think, oh, that stuff used to happen, and that's just hockey, or is this, like, because i got to tell you, Mark, I was surprised he just got a fine. I thought he was going to get suspended. The floor, my friend, is yours. <laughs> oh, thanks, Bobby. How you doing? Good. How you um, doing? Good. It, it is a generational thing, but you can't live in the 70s. Sure, this happened all the time. You know, we, we also drove around, like, my parents drove me around, and your parents drove you around with no seatbelts on. That doesn't mean we still do that, right? Like, those days are gone. People used to smoke in an airplane, man. We don't do that anymore. So, sure, 
I've seen a lot worse than Wilson on Panarin, but that it's 2021 and we're past that stuff. Like, so there's, there's the, the part of hockey where we don't do this anymore, where, where the guys like Rafi Torres, who are just a, a walking, skating injury waiting to happen. They don't, you know, they, we try to get them out of the game. And Tom Wilson is one of those guys now, but there's also the inside hockey part where a big, tough, strong guy like Tom Wilson, you know, is picking his spots. He's, he's banging Buchnevich's face into the ice. He, he gets up and he sees Panarin and he knows Panarin's helmet's off. He kicks his feet out. He drags him down by the hair. Like he shouldn't be engaging with that player. This is when Matt Kachuk gets really, really tough with Ryan Nugent Hopkins, but it's been five years and he hasn't looked Darnell Nurse in the eye yet. We all comment on that and we say, hey, man, you know, stack up against guys your size. And I would say to Tom Wilson, you shouldn't even, I don't care if Panarin jumped on his back. Once you're standing up, you don't engage physically with Artemi Panarin. You find someone more your size. That's just how respectful tough guys play, Bob. Yeah, well, it's interesting. The Rangers, Chris Knobloch, as you know, former U of A Golden Bear coach, Connor McDavid in Erie, the only major junior coach in uh, history to have four straight 50-win seasons. He is the Rangers farm team head coach. They're actually playing an afternoon game today down on the A. They have Mason Gertzen on their team. He's one of the toughest guys in the American Hockey League. Brendan Escott has just sent out via the Oilers now Twitter account. I referenced the fight. It was with Mitch Moraz. Um, Moraz was the second round pick of the Oilers in the 2012 draft. Geertsen had been traded to Vancouver. This game was in January of 2013 and I could not believe that fight between two former teammates. Those were two guys that weren't stopping and they just hammered each other, Mark. And I mean, like that was... Some people criticized Miraz and said he didn't have the heart for it really to do it. Of course, he didn't turn out to be much of a second-round pick for the Oilers, but they were chucking him from downtown. I actually thought the Rangers might call up Gertson uh, and not have him play today and have him in their lineup tomorrow. He is on an NHL contract, so they can do that. That's within their wherewithal. Because here's the thing, Mark, if the league doesn't protect the Rangers players, is it incumbent upon the Rangers players to protect or the Rangers organization to protect their players. And even there, does Gertson go after Tom Wilson or does he go after one of Washington's skill guys? What do you think? Well, that's what we're trying to get past here, Bob. Like, you know, we're trying, I think we're past the days where, oh, we had a a fight last night. So now we're calling up, you know, I mean, I think that's how the Grim Reaper got introduced to the Calgary Flames, right? The Calgary Flames had no answer at the moment for Dave Brown. And they decided, okay, we got this kid in Salt Lake. He's not much of a player, but man, can he fight? And up comes poor Stu Grimson, and he knows exactly what his role is. And he has to fight Dave Brown, and he fights a nice fight the first night, and he gets his entire head caved in the second. Like, I wouldn't want to be Gertson, if whoever, I don't even know what his first name is, coming up from the farm when everybody in, a, in the building and on both teams know the only reason you're there, pal, is to go fight Tom Wilson. Like, that's, uh, you know, I think we're past those days, Bob, aren't we? Don't well, we, don't the, we have we moved that, past this? Well, Mark, if we're past it, then the league has to protect the star players. Yep. Yeah, and they, right. didn't, they didn't do that in that situation. Well, and that's what the Rangers are now forced to take matters into their own hands. And, of course, the league will be talking to the Rangers and threatening, you know, player safety will be all over it now. 
right? They're coming in a day late and a dollar short like they have been for only about 15 years, Bob. Uh, you know, I, I think that player safety at a time like this is an absolute joke. And you know what I'll throw at you too, Bob? Where's the NHL Players Association in all of this? What are they doing? Right? It's their players. Why do they send a guy to the hearing to protect? Well, there was no hearing. But why do they protect Tom Wilson traditionally? And why don't they protect our Tammy Panarin and Buchnevich? Like, what's the PA doing in all this, Bob? I'm going to bang off. So we got lots of people that have jumped in here. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Here we go. If Cassian did what Wilson did, maximum punishment for him, Wilson should be suspended absolutely. Bob, if Wilson uh, did that to, or if Wilson did that to Mac, uh, McDavid, you'd be a whist, uh, whistling a different tune. I don't think he's referring to me. He's saying whist, Wilson is a Neanderthal. Um, wonder if Wilson's actions in the penalty box was mocking the New York Rangers of the NHL. The NHL should be uh, be ashamed. Period. That's the end of it. Um, this this text comes in. Something about the way Buchnevich fell seemed odd to me. It looked like Wilson didn't touch him until a punch was thrown when Buchnevich was already on the ice. I don't think Wilson did any pile driving. As for Wilson picking his spots, I tend to agree. However, I also believe in the old adage, do not poke the bear. Well, one of the things that happened with Washington, he's not even their toughest guy anymore because they went out and signed Chara on a dirt-cheap deal. So they have Chara, they have Hathaway, who's a major pain in the ass out the ice, Mark. You know that. And then they have Tom Wilson, who basically runs around with a fair amount of diplomatic immunity on the ice. Like, he he kind of... There's there's not a lot of teams that can kind of get back. I mean, other than maybe Ryan Reeves, how many guys have really gotten after... uh, and, and, And after him, and even the Rangers... Now, when they had McElrath, Wayne Simmons was with Philly. I forget who he hurt. It might have been Mark Stahl, and McElrath came up. And, you know, but McElrath's a good fighter. He's not a great it, – it's inter, it's an interesting one, really. You know, it, it's – it's. Well, listen, listen. I'm all for tough hockey, and I, I yes. think Tom Wilson is an excellent guy to have on your team. because. But he crossed the line, and, Mark. He crossed the line. And, sure, he's big and tough, and he can play. I'll take three, thank you, on my team. But the difference is you can't, uh, you know, you have to, you, you can't hurt people. It can't end where everyone's getting injured around you all the time. I mean, that's what got Rafi Torres, right? Rafi Torres was hitting people, and then all of a sudden we decided concussions were trying to take him out of the game, and Rafi Torres can't play without concussing opponents. He could not play in the National Hockey League effectively without concussing opponents, and that's why he's not in the league anymore. But if Tom Wilson can't just be a big, strong, tough player who fights other big guys when they want to fight, right, who picks his opponents that are his equal, if he can't be that guy, then he can't play. And he can't, you don't want him in the league if he's injuring smaller, slighter, skilled players. That's not what we have tough guys for. You ever see Semenko fight Hoken Lube? I don't think so, right? You know, that's he's not fulfilling the role that you and I, Bob, both respect in a tough player. Absolutely. I'll tell you right now, if Cassian grabbed Elias Pettersson and did that to him, I'd say the exact same thing about Cassian. 
Cassian tends to fight big guys like he is, right? Well, you know what? I mean, Cassian got the, was it the cross stick or an elbow that he ended up getting suspended for in Sam Gagne? And Gagne was... It was a high stick. A high stick, and he got an eight-game suspension. And then when they played the Oilers again and Gagne had the bubble on, he was chirping them. And I didn't like it at the time. That was was, a crappy thing to do. Right, but that was part of... Chirp all you want, Bob. Chirping doesn't send anyone to the hospital. Right. You know? Right, slashing him in the face at Sam Gagne to the hospital. That's a wrong thing, and he got eight games, and he deserved yes. all eight. Right, and the league dealt with it. And this situation, I think what frustrates everybody, Mark, is I, I got to tell you, I'm surprised the league didn't react. It's right in New York City. Like, it's his planet. You got Larry Brooks calling him out. Larry Brooks is one of the most prominent American writers in the entire business. And may I add, not a particular favorite of the league. Like, he's gone after the league pretty hard. He tends to be very hard. supportive. Very supportive of the Players Association. I think you make a valid point. Mark, I'm going to read you a couple more texts here. Really? Tom Wilson fought Artemi Panarin? More like he attacked and mugged him. It can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob and Mark, it may be just due for the Rangers to do something along the lines of an enforcer brought up for a message. The league is bringing it on themselves by not punishing Wilson for his actions. Uh, the only league on the planet that does not protect their stars. That one comes to us from Trent. Someone mentioned it'll be open season on Ovechkin at some point. I feel Ovechkin might have some news for anybody that wants to take that task up. I tend to agree with that task, uh, that texture. Alexander Ovechkin, he can take care of it himself. There's no question. He can, he can take a G Texas show. When, uh, Wilson took a huge run at Marsha's show, he hit him from behind. 2.25 seconds late, nothing happened. Didn't he get corked by Ryan Reeves? Like, didn't Reeves hunt him down and skate through him and get him right through the chest? Uh, yep. I, I, I know he hurt him with a hit. Mark, the greatest response ever to a guy doing that sort of stuff, to an enforcer going after his skill guy. The great, and I love this, I'll be honest, there's some players I've respected on other, I love Jerome Ginla. Hard. I respected the Sedins, um, but there was a Vancouver player once that took matters into his own hand, the mother of all elbows. And Shane Sherla and the Dallas Stars were cheap-shotting Pavel Bure every chance they got. They were playing that hard 1990s uh, Dallas Stars hockey. You, you remember, you watched it yep. a lot over the years, and you remember Bure skating the length of the ice full speed and elbowing Shane Sherla as hard as he could with a 30 to 40 foot run up and Burry could fly and he got all of them. And for any person out there who's ever been bullied, when you saw that, you were like, well, that's the way you do it. <laughs> he would have gotten, gotten a 20 game suspension today if he'd done that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we there's get past the the frontier well, justice end of this. I mean, I guess my point would be, why have the director of the Department of Player Safety, right? What do we? What's it do? Well, and if, there you if go. If all it does is hand out five thousand dollars fines to millionaires, then get rid of it, man. Like it's a waste of everybody's time. Who need you know five thousand dollars fine to a guy that makes whatever? What's Wilson making? Three, four million bucks? Like, come on. I think he's That's higher than that, actually. Yeah. I mean, Mark, here's 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 the deal. In the in the eighties and nineties, the players policed it. We're going to have Almay coming up at one thirty-five. He was one of those guys that had to police it. The players policed it. That doesn't really happen. We have teams that do not carry. Uh, you know, guy. I mean, how many guys in each team fight anymore? 
like there, right? There's 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 some teams with no one way one way that you can intimidate Mark is through power plays. But you need the officials to call the power plays if you're going to do that. So I think we're in this sort of nebulous area, and I'm sensing from the Texers and from you, and I think I feel the same way, there has to be a greater response from the league on this. It's that simple. Yeah, either we're changing the game or we're not. Either we're sort of moving on from the frontier justice, from from the Rangers calling up their goon from the farm. You know, we're moving on from somebody targeting Ovechkin tomorrow night because they owe the you know the Caps one. Like either we're moving on from that or we're not. Right? If that's how we're playing, just put down the rules of engagement. Teams will all start, you know, I know a bunch of guys are out there who'd love to get jobs in the NHL who personally, who at this time are unemployable because they don't skate very well and all they can do is fight and beat people up. Those guys would love the rules change, but if we're getting away from that, then let's get away from it. Don't get halfway there and let Washington have one guy who's got impunity on this whole thing. Tom Wilson's the only guy that's playing in 1987. Everyone else is playing in 2021. Like, how's this working? All right. You can text us at 780-496-0063. We're going to step out here in about a minute. A quick couple texts for you. Ron says, uh, hey, Spec and Bob, can Gary Bettman overrule the Tom Wilson decision? I was horrified at what I saw. Player safety is an absolute joke. I can't believe what they are thinking. I do think Wilson is reckless. Uh, did we lose Mark? Maybe we did. Uh, I'm here. All right. Uh, what do you, I mean, Gary's obviously total in concert with player safety on this one, is he not? Yeah, he's in on, on – you know, he is informed of any decision of this magnitude before it's made public. Gary knows what's coming. He's not reading it in the, on Twitter like the rest of us. Uh, another texter says, The NHL is in a no-man's land where the players can't gauge in enforcement and the officials won't engage in enforcement. What do you think about that, Mark? Well, this isn't a referee issue, right? This isn't a referee issue. Like, they, how's a referee going to stop that from happening last night? You know, they jumped in as fast as they could, realizing that they got to protect Panarin. The two linesmen were on top of this thing. So, no, this isn't. We can't put this on the zebras here, Bobby. This is, you know, this has to happen with player safety. They have to make an impediment for Tom Wilson to act this way, and 5000 bucks is no impediment. Another texter says, Bob and Mark, once you have a distinct advantage and place a person in a position of danger and harm, you stop. Look at Wayne Simmons uh, with Alex Edler. He pulled his punches yeah. and stopped after he had him in trouble. That's a great point. And that is the way, yeah. you know. Good example. All right. Uh, and, Mark, you got the ultimate uh, thumbs up here from former defenseman Mark. He says, holy blank, Mark Spector's actually right about the league dropping the ball on this. <laughs> there you go. Okay, 12.52 at Edmonton. We'll take a step out, and we're going to tease you coming back on orders now as we uh, switch focus to the Edmonton orders. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 54 in Edmonton. Let's get to the Oilers now. Injury report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. For every goal that the Oilers scored, James H. Brown donates $100 to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, a multiple time CFL All Star with the then Edmonton Eskimos football team, one of the greatest uh, players the University of Alberta ever produced. Uh, for the Oilers, um, last night, not available. Devin Short, nor. Gaetan Haas, 
Oscar Clefbaum obviously shut down for the year, shoulder surgery. Uh, Slater Cuckoo not ready to return yet. Chris Russell is day-to-day. Uh, Cassian remains out. He's on LTIR with a hip issue. Uh, Joe Kim Nygaard hasn't been available of late, and I wonder if we'll see. I, I think we'll see Evan Bouchard in the lineup tonight. More on that coming up, but here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, the rest of the league looks like this. Artemi Panarin will not return again this season. Lower body injury suffered at the hands of Tom Wilson. Thomas Shabbat in Ottawa probably not going to play again for the rest of this year as well. Canadians goaltender uh, Carey Price with this concussion issue will not travel with the team to Ottawa. They play there uh, on Wednesday, as a matter of fact. So uh, actually, just one more note here. Jonathan Quick, upper body injury suffered last night over uh, against the Coyotes. Uh, Paul has reached out and said, Bob, have they given a suspension or ruling on the Panarin issue? Did they not just rule on the first incident? Uh, well, my understanding is it's just a $5,000 fine at this time. And Buckshot from Calgary says, Bob, I just blame Justin Trudeau for the fine. That's it. Uh, well, spoken like you know, some would say, like an Albertan. But anyhow, I digress. Let's bring aboard Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women. Uh, in the horse racing industry. Hey, Spec, we're 25 minutes into your segment. Yep, haven't talked about the orders yet, Bob. X marks the spot with six games left. Did you see that coming when the team was off to a three and six start? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I think I know we both picked them to be a playoff team this year. And I, you know what? I, I based, I, to me, the big question was this, Bob. There was two teams. There was the orders team that was three points behind Vegas on March 12th when they shut down the the season last year then they sat around for four months and they came out then the second team we watched was the one that couldn't beat chicago and i mean i think we both discussed this a lot heading into this season what team we got do we have here we have a a team that was running right with the vegas golden knights or do we have a team that couldn't beat the 12th place blackhawks and i think we both decided that you know what the bubble was a goofy thing and and we we thought that this team was closer to the March 12th team, and, and we were right. They are. They're a better team. They did, had a good summer. The bubble was a bad memory that's gone, and I don't think there's any resi- residual effect here. It's a pretty good hockey team, Bob. They're they're you know they're doing just fine. They're a second place team in this conference. They're going to take a run at it. All right. How much of this is on the the patience and the tenor and the approach of the GM and the head coach? Yeah, I think they've both done their jobs exceptionally well. Tippett is a good coach. And all this stuff about, you know, there was a lot of, oh, he's a defensive coach. Yep. He's all about defense. He's going he's gonna to stymie Car- Connor McDavid. How's that argument going at this point, Bob? <laughs> how's, how, uh, how stifled does Connor McDavid look right about now? He's got the two leading scorers in the National Hockey League, Dave Tippett does, among his forwards. So maybe, the, you know, frankly... The defensive part of their game that they needed, he's he's been able to install. They did need to keep the puck out of their net, Bob, and they're doing it. They're ninth in the league in goals against per game, and they're ninth in the league in goals for per game. So they're top third team, man. And and Tippett's done a great job. And I'll just give you I'll give you Jesse Pujarvi. You know the veteran no. Holland hung around on that story on that file. He didn't give up. He didn't trade him for a second. And now you got Jesse Pujarvi as your first line right winger. Just on the goals for goals against. In 1819, when Edmonton was in a world of hurt, 20th in the league in goals for, 25th in goals against. Last year, they finished 14th and 15th. They are now 9th and 9th this season. 
And that's got I, the goals against and the save percentage has got to be the biggest surprise. Mark, we'll continue down that path here coming up in the second hour of the show. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.